That's uh, Seth slash Red Rain right there with uh, Demons and a great song. I remember hearing that song for the first time. Uh, it's, I'm thinking back already, Chris. My uh, friendship with Sammy goes back 20 years already. Jeez, we are old as fuck. You know what? It's kind of weird because when I was doing the CMS at WSTB, uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to do kind of like a hour of uh, new bands or, you know, independent bands and Somehow, some way, Samuel will have to tell you the story because I don't exactly recall, but somebody who lived there in the Ohio area who was friends with Sammy uh, told him about the show and Mm -hmm. said, hey, this guy's playing like independent bands and stuff. You got to send your CD in. So I got Moose Radio was born. (laughs) (laughs) So then I got a hold of this EP. It came in the mail and I, okay, because I listened to everything that I got. And mm-hmm. and that song just grabbed me the minute I heard it. And I thought, man, that, that song kicks ass. Mm-hmm. And and it's been a favorite of mine ever since. And uh, not until, uh, boy, what's it been? Three years ago, I think. Three years. Yeah, about three years ago was the first time I actually met Sammy face to face. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we, we kept in touch. We talked on the phone. You know, we uh, text and stuff. Never met the guy face to face. But then right. uh, they they got out there on the road with uh, Tesla and they were playing in uh, uh, Grand Rapids, which, right. which is about uh, a little over two hour ride for me. And I thought, you know what? He's coming in the area. I'm going to go up and meet these guys. Sure. And it was a great hang. Yeah. It, well, I mean, you know, for me, dude, it is impossible to get me to come out. And when they played Summer Bash, I actually came out twice. Yeah, you went to the hotel and we had some jack and cokes surprised everybody by showing up for that one well you surprised me because you beat me to the hotel i drove from chicago right uh, down to wooster ohio and by the time i got there because i was on the phone with you on my way there right and you go well say hey to the guys for me when you get there and stuff so i get in there i walk into the hotel and there you are hoisting drinks with the guys yeah dude it was one of those things i hung up with you and i and, you know, I, I just was in that mood. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. What else am I doing? I'm sitting here beating my dick watching TV. <laughs> I'm going to fucking, I'm going to go and drink some drinks. Yeah. And you did. And I just jumped in the car and drove down and, you know, and then we hung out in the, in the lobby there until we basically got kicked out of the lobby. <laughs> well, well, what was so funny about that hotel is they actually had a bar. Yeah. But uh, there was nobody there to work the bar. Right. So so we had our own drinks. Yeah. And we sat in the lobby having our own drinks and in, in the hotel lobby having uh Jack and Cokes and beer and stuff. Yeah. Just being loud and obnoxious and <laughs> you really didn't say nothing for most of the night. Uh, well there was nobody there. It was Wooster, Ohio of all things. Yeah. I mean, what the hell's going on there? Yeah. It's not like it's a big a big um truck stop on the way to anywhere. You know, that hotel in Worcester. I'm surprised they had a hotel to be honest. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And, and, uh, man, that's been a couple of years already. Oh, uh, isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, obviously Sammy and, and the guys doing real well and, you know, <laughs> traveling all over the, uh, Southeast, mm-hmm. you know, opening up half hour, dude, they're driving five, six hours. Yeah. <laughs> Shacking up for the night, playing 30 minutes. It takes them longer to set up their gear. Yeah. I just can't even imagine what, you know, and, and I wouldn't ask Sammy on the air 
and and I I don't want him to call and say it, but you know I don't want him to call and lie. But you know, there's a wife behind that's like, when are you gonna stop <laughs> running around pretending you're a rock star? You know that's been said. Of course. You know she's been like, all right, your little game has been fun, but my God, how many more years are you gonna pretend you're a rock star? <laughs> You know, those have been said. Isn't that the truth? Hail and kill, Collier, you're on the air. Yeah, what's up, Poon Hound? Hey, look, Lou it's Lou. Lou. It's Lou from the Lou. Hey, Lou, I was watching a documentary. It wasn't really a documentary. Uh, it's this guy. I, I don't know what his deal is, but he just basically goes out on the road and explores cities and things like that. And uh, I, I watched one today uh, where he basically drove up and down the streets of St. Louis. Yeah, I hope he stayed out of North St. Louis. <laughs> well, he did. He talked about that that was the worst part of town, but he went by your Enterprise uh, uh, Arena Enterprise there Center. with your with your beloved Blues. Who won tonight again? Thank you. And and I and I saw it and I thought, hey, there's Lou hanging out right in front of the building, waiting for it to open. Yeah, I've uh, actually had to sit out the goddamn game tonight. I'm sitting around here more useless than a nigger i uh <laughs> tore shredded my achilles tendon how did you do so, that were you running from a nigger oh, <laughs> no 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 this is the most fucking pussy way i could have done it but all i did was step on a curb in front of my house are you sure your name isn't chris aiken <laughs> i don't know man i don't know i uh did that, and I, I got another MRI scheduled on uh, Monday and find out if I'm going to need surgery for it or not. So, fucking walk it, walking wounded around here. So you guys are bitching about having to go out. I wish I could fucking get out, but I'm limping more than fucking Tiny Tim uh, <laughs> around here. So. so so did you watch the game on TV then? Yeah, I, I watched the uh St. Louis Battle Hawks and the Blues tonight. Wow, so. look at you. And then I, uh, you know, I've never listened to Opie and Anthony before. So I started playing some of their, some old uh, their bits on YouTube, and I definitely see see the inspiration you guys got from Opie, Opie and Anthony. Right. I mean, Anthony, Jim Norton are great. Opie, he sucks. <laughs> I mean, he was terrible. He, you know, even from the few hours, I mean, I can kind of see why nobody ever fucking liked that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you probably wouldn't know what era of Opie and Anthony you were listening to, but uh, yeah, it had, it had dates. Oh, okay. So well, it, it was like '08 through '010. Uh, I think '012 was probably the latest. Yeah, uh, that some of the bits I was listening to. '06 to '10 is about the best of it. That's when they were on fire. I love that era. I mean, it was just, you know, it was great. Anthony with his uh, open racism and, uh, yeah, Jim Jim Norton. But, uh, you know, Opie, he just was, he, he was kind of like a third wheel, you know? He was just kind of like the dude that just fucking tags along, you know? And, you know, the only reason he's around, you let him come around because you can, like, sucker him out giving you gas money or, you know, beer money or something. But other than that, you know, he's like the guy that, you know, he comes to the party and you look at it and you're like, what the fuck are you doing here, dude? Well, it got even worse after he got married because he was trying to tone the show down. Oh, mm -hmm. Figures. 
figures. So he was trying to do a Howard Stern and just do a complete sellout and tone it down. He got married, got happy. You know, because like you, know, you guys said, Howard Stern was best when he was married and miserable <laughs> and hungry. You know, now, you know, he, 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 he's become what he used to make fun of and rip on a show. It's true. That is true. I mean, he, he is a total suck ass. I mean, whenever he, you know, the same celebrities he used to rip on and call them out, he brings them on the show and kisses their ass. And it's just mm-hmm. like, God, you know, see, this is what happens. You know, I'm a capitalist. I'm for making as much money as you want. But this is what happens when you just make too much goddamn fuck you money. Yeah. You just, you lose your edge. See, so, but, that, I mean, that I makes, but hold on. That, that makes no sense, though. Because once you have fuck you money, why in the hell would you do something that's that's false? That's what I wonder. He's got the fuck you money. He's got a billion dollars. At this point, he should be more rebellious, not less, because he doesn't give a shit. But instead, it's, oh, well, we're, I'm going on Ellen to dance with her and then fucking talk about Animal Protective League or whatever. I'm going gonna- to bring Hillary Clinton on my show and kiss her yeah. fat ass. Yeah. yeah, well, speaking of fat asses, you know, he, 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 you know, he called that Leah Dunham, that, that god-awful fat chick, uh, you know, he's calling her fat, and then he brings her on the show to fucking apologize and kiss her ass. And it's like, man, that never would have happened 20 fucking years ago. <laughs> of course not. Never. Well, it's hard for me to believe, Lou, that after all these years that you just now are, are hearing Opie and Anthony for the first time. Well, I knew of them. But I was always a Howard guy. So, uh, but, you know, now obviously, you know, that book, that ship has sailed. I actually missed the boat. Thank God for YouTube. That's about one of the only good things about YouTube. And yeah, I've kind of been listening to, uh, going to start looking at some of uh, Anthony Cumia's, uh, his shit from the compound. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. he, that he does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Dude, yeah, I, mean, I still could... listen. To, I listen to ONA clips every at least once a week. I just pull something up from ONA and listen. I, I, I'm. It's a it's a weird thing that even though they were doing a pop culture show, it doesn't really date itself real bad. You can listen to it now and it's still funny and it's not like oh I remember. You know the stories are not. Uh, their topics are not all related to specific instances. It's more wide, wide, you know, thing, kind of like what we do sort of here in a way, like I'll point to one specific bit that you probably haven't heard. I know Neely's heard it. They do this bit about the song, the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> and it's the funniest fucking bit of, I think in, in the ONA history. And it's so funny, but it could be, you could listen to it back in 2004 or five when they did it. You can listen to it now. You can listen to it 20 years from now, and it'll still be funny. Yeah, because it's a timeless piece. Yeah, and that's kind of what they did. They 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 were never focused on, well, today in the news, you know, this happened to where that stuff, you listen back to it 10 years later, and you're like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, and you move on. Right. Well, I mean, I thought one of the funniest bits, they had a couple on there talking about, I don't know if you ever seen the Siamese Twins. One of them wanted to be a country music star. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> talking, you know, he's, he's talking, yeah, you, you, you got to go. I'm tired of carrying you around. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, one, the one wanted to be a country music star, and the other one, like, one, one had legs, the other one just went around, like, on a gurney or something. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I've seen those two before. Yeah, the, the one's name was Reba, and I forget what the other fucking twin is. <laughs> so, but you just listen to him. Just, I mean, especially Jim Norton. I mean, and the thing about Norton, like I was listening to some of the bits with Jesse. They have a roundabout with Jesse uh, Ventura. Yeah, and oh yeah. you know Anthony never backed down. I mean, not Anthony. Jim Norton oh. never backed down with Ventura. You know, Ventura was like, "Well, I'm a Navy SEAL and I'm this, I'm that." Which you know, God bless you. But you know, Jim Norton was like, "Well, that don't mean nothing. That doesn't mean I can't debate you." So and Norton was I like, mean, "What are you going to do? Hit me?" <laughs> ex- exactly, exactly. But man, and another thing, man. A couple weeks ago, you guys were talking about the emergency response team at my alma mater at Oklahoma. Boy, that makes me a real fucking proud alumni. Is that where is that where you went to school? It's where I did my undergrad. Oh wow, look at you! Did they so, did they have the did they have the Bert down there at that time? No, <laughs> no, and, no, they didn't. Well, with you on campus, I think they probably uh, felt the need that they had to put together the Black Emergency uh, Response no, Team. Well, well, well the, the recent news. I, I don't know if you guys are going to cover it or not, but. There, the, the Negroes, there's another incident of a teacher using the term nigger, and they're having a sit-in. And, <laughs> and, and I'm not making this up. One of their demands Where's is the, the sit-in. the unemployment office? <laughs> well, I mean, you're going to love this. The irony, and I'm not making this up, it's at the administrative building. One of their demands, other than every student has to take cultural sensitivity and diversity class before they graduate, but they want a, a, multi-cult, a multicultural center. And guess what they're asking in this multicultural center? That you be a guest speaker? No. <laughs> they're wanting a Popeye's. <laughs> they're, they're demanding a Popeye's. Well, what if they, what the if they say no, no Popeye's but a Chick-fil-A? Do you think that'll go over very well? Oh, oh hell no, no. Because, <laughs> you know, they, they, you know they, they kill gay people and put them in their chicken over there. <laughs> <laughs> so you know but i mean i'm not joking they want a popeyes in a multicultural center and it's just like boy you want to talk about joke writing itself so but but yeah they they mentioned the black emergency uh team and all that crap black and emergency like, well, response team yeah i mean that's what you get when you quit hanging niggers from trees they get still <laughs> go running wild I have to step away so. from this, this phone call. <laughs> Jeez, Lou. Why don't you start the WERT, the White Emergency Response Team? Oh, well, that'd be racist and shit. <laughs> okay. We got, we don't need it. We got white privilege. We got everything. Hell, you know. That don't, you know, I ain't, I ain't, you know, not even sweating this injury here. Hell, my white privilege will get me through it. Right. You're yeah. sitting there like a lame duck on your couch, but you're not worried about a goddamn thing. No, because white privilege, you know, there's going to be a bag of money show up at my fucking doorstep, <laughs> you know, and everything's going to be covered. Doctor bills, um, like uh, electricity bills, all that, you know, just because I'm white. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. He's sitting there so. like a protester at a Popeye's rally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sitting like a nigger on the front porch, sucking on a watermelon. Just <laughs> <laughs> you just you just love throwing that word around, don't you, Lou? It's just the way 
honored. It is just a word. If it hurts somebody's feelings, that says more about them than it does me. Yeah. Well, see, Lou's got it. Lou's got it down, Chris. I I hear that. You know, you know, niggers, niggers. You know, jackal sucks dick. I mean, you know, it's just words. <laughs> you let that offend you. <laughs> you you just live for this show, don't you, Lou? Well, God, that says a lot about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Tim James of I'm Tim James of the Midwest. Holy shit! <laughs> Talk about needing to reevaluate my life. <laughs> well, at least you at least you've learned not to give the key to your house to some skank. Nope. Yeah. No. Nope, though, I probably could uh, dip my wine in the waters again since it's for past Valentine's Day and, <laughs> you know, the Christmas holidays and that. Yeah, so, but the know, hockey kinda... season isn't over yet. No, you're right, you're right. Thank you for being yeah, a voice of reason. Yeah, but it might be reason. for Lou with his, with his bum knee. He might not be able to go to the games anymore. Shit, I'll buy the playoff tickets and I'll just flip them. <laughs> See, he's, a, make he's, money to... he's a capitalist, Chris. Of course. Make money... Well, that's how that's how I afforded to go through the Stanley Cup Finals last year. Is is you 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 buy it, you know for four games, you buy it four tickets, you keep a couple, and you flip the other two. And as hot as playoff tickets were last year, I was getting double the face value. So I mean, I'm getting double the face value off a hundred dollar ticket. So, so it's you, you you keep yeah you basically they pay for themselves. And I think out of seven round, out of four rounds of playoffs, uh, the total would have been close to seven hundred dollars. I probably only paid about one fifty out of pocket mm, uh, for the ticket. So that's how you do it. So if I can't, you know, hopefully by then I'll be in some sort of walking boot or something, so I can at least you know walk. I'm not you know hopping around like some fucking crippled. But uh, but yeah. So I mean that, that's that's my plan for that. If I can't make them, hell, there's. There's going to be enough of a uh, enough of a uh, demand and market for him that I can more to make my money back. There you go. Um, See, so Lou, 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 is a, Lou is a thinking man. He he thinks ahead. Yeah. He's already he's already got it planned out. If this doesn't work, this is what I got planned out. Unlike the people who uh, were caught in Katrina in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But hell, you know, Katrina wasn't that bad. I mean, that was the first bath home them niggers took in a long time. <laughs> Is this Lou? <laughs> right when we thought you were out, you come back in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, if I had took the Bernie Sanders approach, I would just be like, well, a ticket for you, a ticket for you, a ticket for you. You know, it's not fair that I, ha or I wouldn't get the tickets because it's not fair. Nobody that everybody doesn't get a ticket. So why should I have a ticket when nobody, you know, when it's only fair if everybody gets a ticket. Right. So the fair thing would be to not buy the tickets, and that way we'd all be even keel. So, but no, I prefer the, I, I prefer the capitalist method. All right. Raise more people out of poverty than any other economic system in the world. Well, so. look, at, look at Lou. He, he not, not only is he humorous, but he teaches a financial lesson as well, Chris. Yeah, I'm learning every day. He's educational. Mm-hmm. Right. So one more thing, no, because my manager's walking in the room. Uh, Chris, being a wrestling guy, who was your all-time favorite? Wrestler? Yeah. Uh, Iron Mike Sharp. <laughs> Iron Mike Sharp. Me, I was a four horseman. 
I'm kidding. Hire Mike Sharp. Come on. That's a jobber's jobber. Um, well, I don't know. Never know. Uh, I don't know. Probably, probably Kevin Nash in the NWO era. I liked him. I thought he was cool. The, the Outsiders with uh, yeah. Scott Hall. Yeah. Before Hogan joined and turned it into a shit show with, you know, 43 guys in the NWO. When it was yeah. just the two Outsiders, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was. But, yeah, it was pretty much everybody. He had all those different divisions in the NWO. He had the Wolf Pack, the Outsiders, yeah. all and that. The and, it's just like it's, yep. and, then, and then you yeah, had the just, Mexican World Order that formed. Remember Eddie Guerrero formed the, was it the yeah. LWO, Latino World Order? <laughs> then, you had yeah, N, it, then you had NWA coming out of Compton. Yeah, straight out of Compton, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Yeah, niggers, niggers with attitudes, niggers with age. <laughs> Jeez, that'd be Neely's bad. <laughs> what are you saying about me, Lou? Neely's uh, bad. Well, you're the one who taught us all that Negroes have age. That's why you don't sleep with black women. <laughs> you know, now now only we get that apple sheen all over your bed, over your bed sheets, and you get age. Wouldn't get, that shit out of your, wouldn't get that shit out of your uh, out of your pillowcases and stuff. <laughs> Are you speaking from experience, Lou? No, 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 God, no, no, <laughs> no. Speaking from the scene and coming to America. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That, what, couch. what was that, Afro Glow? Or so something? Glow. So Glow. You yeah. make your so Glow. <laughs> And see, here's the thing. They're making a sequel to that that's supposed to come out later this year. And it's like, there's no way that's going to be funny. Because they couldn't get away with half the shit uh, from the original coming to America. You know, not that I'm a big fan of Saturday Night Live, but Eddie Murphy killed on Saturday Night Live. And he did not. And we had Buckwheat. He did not pussy um, out. uh, Mr. Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Velvet Jones. Yeah, he didn't pussy out, and and so, but, no, no one wants to see him pussy out. Nobody wants to see social justice, Eddie. Well, he did kind of pussy out when he was making all those damn Disney family movies. So uh, I was surprised to see him go back to his old material. I was kind of shocked. Well, he uh, needs to now. Nobody wants Doctor Doolittle anymore. <laughs> but his best joke of that show, though, was his opening monologue when he said, uh, uh, "You know." Uh, what was it? How surprising is it that uh, I'm a boring stay-at-home family dad and uh, uh, Bill Cosby's in jail? <laughs> so <laughs> that he was says, I, what was it? He goes, 20 years ago, even I would have took that bet it'd be the other way around. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, though, uh, hell and kill, fuck you, pal. Uh, Richie Blackmore sucks, Jackal swallows. <laughs> Jeez, wow. Lou always got something to say. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. No shit. I think the I, I honestly think coming to America too is gonna be okay. You think so? I do think so. Mm. I think I think Eddie has nothing to lose at this point. And he wants to go on tour and do a comedy tour too, and nothing would make that sell better than if he did a movie that fits. Yeah. You know, and I hope he I hope it's good because I, I'll tell you what, that's one of my my all all time favorite movies. Really, it's one of the one of the few that I own, and I I watch it all the time. 
Coming to America is just funny. You don't like that movie? No, I like it. I, I, I don't know that I would ever say it's one of my all-time favorite. Oh, I mean, I, I think it's funny. I've seen I it. I've it. probably seen it at least a half a dozen times. Seen it easily 50 times. I I, I absolutely love I like when um, they have John Amos trying to explain the difference between McDonald's and McDowell's right. to, to um, Eddie Murphy. We've got the, they've got the golden arches. We've got the golden arch. See, it's different. See? <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. <laughs> and, and when he has the landlord, yeah. the lamp goes, the landlord, he's like, he's like, I would like you to take this room. And he's like, yeah, you can take my apartment. It's real fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that movie just is so full of one-liners, man. Yeah, well, so, yeah. I mean, that's that's when, you know, nobody thought about political correctness. I know. I it, love it. It was not a, a political correctness was not even a, anything on anybody, anybody's radar. Yeah. The royal balls are clean, your highness. <laughs> So fucking wrong. Yep. <laughs> Love that. I don't know how they'll do James Earl Jones, though. Isn't he like 130 years old? Yeah. If he's even still alive. I don't even know if he's still alive. Yeah, I, he? I, he's, I think he's still alive. He's got to be 95 years old, doesn't he? <laughs> I don't even I'm know serious. how old he is. I got to look him up. James Earl Jones. He's got to be 90 years old. Bathe her and bring her to me. He's 89. Yeah, you were close. Yeah. They're not going to trot him out for a movie at 89. Might die on the set. I think you're, I think, I think you're an ageist. I am an ageist. I definitely am. He'll die on the set. Sorry. How much do you think he's worth? I'm looking at it. James so. Earl Jones. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Voice of Darth Vader. Well, let me think. Bunch of movies. I'm going to say, I'm thinking Gene Simmons is worth like, 400 million so i gotta think he's probably worth double that so i'm gonna say 800 million 45 million that's all that's it it doesn't seem like very much it doesn't really he's gonna be in this movie unfucking believable he's (laughs) he's in the new movie all right i just pulled up the the wikipedia on it coming to america with the number two in it it's Eddie Arsenio Hall. Um, uh, I'm looking for John Amos is back. That's good. Tracy Morgan's going to be in it. Wesley Snipes. James Earl Jones. Um, Louis Anderson. Yeah, because he was the McDo- He was the other employee. Yeah, he, he was. The, he was always uh, mopping the floor and shit. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, pretty Morgan Freeman. This movie's going to be good. This movie's going to be good. I can't wait to see this. Right. When is it out? Why don't they fucking put it out already? I'm ready to see it now, goddammit. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't know how I got off on that tangent. But well, because, yeah, because uh, Lou mentioned it. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. So, oh, it's for release in just on December 18th. So we got to wait till the end of the year. All right, you got 10 months to wait. Well, the way the year's going, that'll seem like an hour. <laughs> I will go see that in the theater. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. We'll that, go see that. Now, that's saying theater. something. Yeah, because I don't go to theaters. 
Last movie I saw in a theater was Ted 2. When was that? Seven years ago? Yeah. What was that, 2010 or something like that? Something like that. I don't know. Long fun. No, it was, it was after divorce level. I know that. So it's like six, seven years ago. But that was my last venture into a theater. I'm excited to see that movie. I can't wait. Hmm. 